0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Two Catholic Dudes. My name is Ryan Klaus. And my name is Danny Cleary. And as always, we're not priests. We're not theologians.
1: Did you guys get that? So if you didn't hear that, to all of our listeners, we are here at Antelope Valley Youth Day in Lancaster, California, having a great time. And the theme of today is victorious because we are victorious.
0: You guys having a good day? We're having a good day with you. This is awesome. This is our first ever live podcast we are thrilled to be doing it. Uh, as always, we don't have a script. We don't have notes. We just wing this, just but wing it. That's our style because you know what? That's what we do. We bring our experiences. We bring our energy. Uh, and and like I said in my talk earlier, we're not schooled. That's the whole. That's our whole thing. But like, we're going to share our
1: experiences, and that sometimes is enough. Here's the thing about you say that you weren't enough. Everybody is so worried about am i enough am i good enough for this am i smart enough for this am i worthy to share this the answer is always in jesus jesus says that to us we are always worthy we are always called we are always enough so that 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 should never be a question you know whether whether you you know i said it earlier today it's not of knowledge that people's hearts are changed but of experience sharing experience so that's like all of you today that are having a great time at youth day if you had a great time Tell somebody about it. That's a shared experience that people can use to further connect with Jesus. Uh, experience, a, a experience of faith. The, the, the early disciples didn't walk around and start quoting the Bible because it wasn't quite <laughs> done yet, um, but they walked around <laughs> and they were like sharing their experiences of hanging out with Jesus, what that was like, what he would say, uh, how they made him feel. There's so many beautiful things about experience. So experience is so valuable. You know what was a cool
0: experience for me? We talked about it with you guys was, I was in this very same room in 2013 for Antelope Valley. Guys, help me out. Was, this, was that the last Antelope Valley Youth Day before today or did you guys have one or two more? Every
1: year? Every, every, year? every year, Ryan.
0: Oh man, all right. Well, uh, I haven't <laughs> been here since 2013. The stage was over on that side and I was with uh, a rock group, a Catholic rock group at the time. Uh, and you guys, were probably just like this big, but well, that's pretty tall because we're on stage. But it's really cool to be back. It's cool to be back. I this is this is our thing, our our, our uh, how it works on the podcast. Danny says all the cool like theological stuff, even though we're not theologians, and I just pull us off track. I derail this sh- derail the train, and then he gets us back on track. So where are we headed today?
1: <laughs> Here's the thing I want to talk about the most. I touched on this. In my talk. And I want to talk about it with the whole group. Because so I want to say it as many times as possible. Because we need to say it as often as possible. We're going to go celebrate Mass later, guys. And we talk about how can we be victorious. How is our faith victorious. The answer is in the Eucharist. 60% of Catholics right now don't believe in the real presence of Jesus in that Eucharist. That's crazy. It's, 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 That's it's, crazy. 60% of, it's of practicing Catholics. Practicing Catholics. Catholics. It's It's true. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. But guys, we want to know how are we victorious? We're victorious in that Jesus loves us so much, defeated death, defeated sin on the cross, and then humbles himself to become this little inanimate object in the Eucharist simply so that he can, because he loves us enough to dwell within us. So when we go to communion today, you want to be victorious in your faith? When you walk up to communion, don't go up in a zombie state of like, yeah, same show. Give me the cracker. Thank you. Um, that's, that's your God. Jesus Christ right there. You know, it's, it should be. It, I saw a quote once that if we truly believed what was happening during communion, we would weep with joy. We would weep with joy because that's our God, the God that died on the cross, the God that loves us in our highs and lows, the God that yearns for us, that pursues us. And we wouldn't walk to communion like like you said, like in a
0: zombie state, just going through the motions. You would be crawling to the Eucharist on your on your knees. Yeah. Right. And but then if it's not the real presence of God, then like to hell with it. Sorry for the language, but to hell with it. Yep. All
1: right. A priest once told me that hell wasn't an evil word. It was an evil place yeah so i don't know if that's true or not cool well it's, it's definitely an evil place but i don't know if it's a bad word yeah hey did you see father vaughn was here yeah raise your hand if you go to father vaughn's parish yeah
0: saint mary's we were just there a couple like, a month ago were you guys did, was anyone there for when we were yeah, at that did event did anyone
1: see us at saint mary's uh,
0: that
1: was uh, cool. father, yeah. father vaughn has been a friend of ours for a really long time one time with father vaughn uh he's a priest right? It was when uh, Justin Bieber came out with that song, Baby. Have you heard that song before? They sang it earlier in that little, that yeah. little game. Uh, Father Vaughn decided to pretend to be Justin Bieber. And I had like a cart with wheels on it. And he stood on the cart and sang Baby while I pushed him on the cart. It was really bad. But I mean, hey. What about um, all his songs? For We do summer camps with Father Vaughn. All, all his
0: songs. Uh, he did the Lego song, uh, the Lego the every, movie. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. He's called everything is sawsome because the, the camp is called Sa. He rapped the whole thing. He like rewrote the rap. Uh, it was quite a, a sight. Uh, you want to tell the, sh- the shoe story?
1: Oh, uh, here's guys. I pranked <laughs> a priest pretty bad one time. And so I don't want to go to confession to father Vaughn because I'm afraid of the penance. Um, but he, uh, Father Vaughn would take his shoes off during the retreat and in the leader room. And I was, I was like, well, now I'm going to take these and I put them in the freezer. <laughs> and then, uh, when he got them out, he, he just nonchalant, he was like, oh, thank you very much. And then he went off and I was like, he didn't even act like it at all. But then I guess he was actually kind of mad at me later. Yeah. But uh, whatever. don't prank priests, you guys. We're not, um, we're
0: not condoning it. So Father Vaughn, do you guys are, you guys are lucky. Uh, we haven't met the, who's, who's the presider here? who's the pastor? I'm sure he's awesome. We'll meet, we'll see him at mass in a little bit, but uh, what else, we want to talk about what makes us victorious, right? I mentioned it earlier, is, is being proud of our Catholic faith, being proud of who we are as Catholics, uh, and I know, and I, and I mentioned that, like, when I was your age and going through confirmation year one, I wasn't proud of it either, but I'm proud of it now, and better late than never, but we were talking about Ash Wednesday. I think you mentioned it as well. It's like, we put that on our stories, and we are proud to share it with the world. And you know, the world might say at this moment that Catholicism isn't cool, but I'll tell you, it is cool. It is cool, and you need the to coolest. to showcase that to all your friends on your TikToks and your your. Instagram. Did you know
1: there's a Catholic TikTok presence? What? There's like if you search Catholic on TikTok, there's some pretty funny ones.
0: Dude, there's a Catholic presence everywhere, and we we found it on Instagram when we yeah. started this podcast. We had no idea. We were in our in our one little church community where we sometimes went out and did summer camps, but we were very much like cloistered and secluded in our in our communities. And we get on Instagram and we start this this podcast. We start this channel, and we see this whole giant world of Catholicism out there. People. Just like us, just like you guys that are showcasing their faith, and like they are all in, and it's a beautiful thing. Now, sometimes with the good, there's the bad. We've, we've seen like some of the, the crazies out there, but um, it, it just shows what a big Catholic world there is out there outside of your doors of your particular parish. And it's, it was a beautiful thing to see. So, like, get involved. And you know what the cool thing was, and we said it before in the podcast, is like if you start adding those accounts, and friending them or following them or whatever it starts your feed starts to become more and more catholic and what you consume on on social media is how you will start to behave and how you will start to act and if you're consuming the wrong things you're i guarantee you're going to go down that wrong path if you're hanging out with the wrong friends you're going to go down you're, you're the uh, the summation of the five friends that you most hang out with, whether you like it or not. So take a good hard look at who you're hanging out with, and that's probably you if you average that out. So let alone hanging out with the right five people, follow the right people on Instagram, on TikTok. Unfollow the people that aren't leading you towards Christ. But you'll notice those those will start to come. You're scrolling through the feed like, wow, there's all this Catholic stuff. But it'll start to, see, to seep in, and, and, uh,
1: and you'll start acting like it. Yeah, you guys, the, our Catholic faith is so beautiful. And I didn't really realize truly how beautiful it was until I, I got out of high school and I really started to look. And you know what it is? You know what else is amazing? Is diving into the scriptures. Because I, I always was in the vein of like when people would go, hey, we're going to Bible study. I'm like, cool, studying is for school. So I will not be attending Bible study. But it's Bible, you, you don't study the Bible, that book is alive. You dive into the word of God and the, the amazing things. You, do you know that there's demon pigs in the Bible? Demon. I do now. Pigs. Yeah, there was a demon and Jesus was like, uh, what do I do with this demon that's, that's being so rude? And he sent it into this group of pigs and then the pigs ran off the cliff. I was like, what? That's the craziest thing I've ever read in my life. That's in the Bible. Thanks be to God. So. <laughs> Um, What we want to do here, this is the thing: is I want to take questions from you guys out there. Anything that you have on faith, life, Catholicism, podcast setups, uh, the office—I can answer those questions as well. Anything (laughs) that you guys have as questions, we're going to send our guy around with a a microphone. So go ahead and put your hand up if you have any questions for us out there.
0: We'll keep talking in the meantime. But if you guys have questions, then you can. uh, Tyler will come get you guys. Somebody over there, and uh, and you'll come. So. yeah, we got you. He's rolling over. We're, we'll have to repeat the question for the podcast listeners, but we can hear it now in the, in the hall. What did
1: you guys give up for Lent? Oh. Good question. So the question
0: was, what did we give up for Lent? What was your name? And what church are you from? Pauline from St. Mary's. Pauline from St. Mary's. Represent St. Mary's on the podcast. <laughs> what did we give up for Lent?
1: Uh, do you want me to start on this? <laughs> yeah, okay. go ahead. Okay. So, I struggle, guys, with the whole giving up something for Lent because I want to do more than that. Because I would always be like, oh, I'm giving up candy. And then what is that doing to help me be a better Catholic? So I was always of the mind of, I'm going to give something up that's difficult for me to give up. But I also want to add something to my life. I want to do something more uh, to help my spiritual growth. So what did I give up for Lent? I gave up, uh, I'm trying to give up. Energy drinks, because those are so bad for you. But I drink them entirely too much, so I'm drinking up energy drinks. But the other thing I'm doing is I go to mass uh, twice a week now. So I've tried to go. I go to Sunday mass, obviously, and then I've been picking a day during the week to go to mass because you can never have too much of the Eucharist. And too much of Jesus. So that I've been trying to add something to my Lenten journey because Lent is a journey. It's a journey to be more closer to Christ, to be in pursuit of Him. So we have to do things that are going to encourage that pursuit and encourage that journey. Um, and I just I always was like, oh, I gave up Xbox. Well, it's great if you're giving up Xbox, but then what are you going to put in its place? Are you going to pray more? Are you going to dive into the Word? Are you going to spend some time interacting with your friends off of your phone, maybe? So I think that that's that's always been my thought on Lent. Sure. And I think the the beauty of giving something up, first of all, you need to be
0: picking something that is difficult for you to do. Um, If it's like... give me all right so soda if, if it's like soda who gave but you, up soda you, yeah but you never even drink soda you're like i have i have one soda a month but i'm going to give up soda for jesus like sick that's you're doing nothing right so you want to give up something that's difficult and whether or not giving up so say you do drink two sodas a day right um, that so that's hard for you to give up soda um, that's that's a, for for one that's a small little bit of suffering to uh, you know in comparison to what christ gave up but uh, it's the way it leads you on your Lenten journey is just a reminder for one that like uh, I'm, you know you want to grab that soda you go to the fridge and you're like ah I gave up soda for Lent so it's a reminder that we are in Lent and that we are on this journey towards Easter, um, and 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 but then like you said to be able to give uh, something uh, to do something extra is is I think to put it in in the place of what you took out is is really key for me. Uh, you guys should all have given this up because you should (laughs) nobody should be doing this anyways in this room uh, that's in first year confirmation or whatever I gave up alcohol but because I'm an adult and here's the thing about alcohol God made so many wonderful things in this world uh, and in moderation these things are great but with anything we can we can overdo it overindulge and it becomes a vice and it becomes bad it becomes horrible for us so alcohol is a good thing alcohol you can do uh, in in community with your brothers and sisters in fellowship when you're at the right age folks okay so i would i would have like a beer and it was uh, to come down from a long day or to hang out with friends so i decided not to do that during lent and uh, and it, again it's it when i want to when i want to go to that fridge and grab a beer i have to just like think mm. No, not Lent. And that's part of my Lenten journey. Uh, and then what am I going to add? I actually still have to think about that. Sometimes I do Lent, not so great. But that's a good reminder that I need to add something to that. And the third part I think this is really hard for everybody, you want to pray more. So uh, often finding times to go to Mass, uh, extra times, like daily Mass. I don't know if you guys know, but Mass is offered every single day. Yeah, surprise. Uh, so you can go to Mass more than just Sunday. That's one great thing you can do. But the hard thing to do is almsgiving. You were called to give alms to the poor, to, to reach out. Then that that might be financially, but you're like, I don't have a job. I don't know what to do. It's like, well, then give of your time. Give of your time. D- uh, donate your time to a homeless shelter. Donate your time to uh, something. Maybe your, your church is probably doing a lot of Lenten projects that you could donate your time to so I got to figure that out as well uh, but we can all always strive to improve our Lenten
1: journey yeah I know that the big one that a lot of people give up I asked my youth group like what what are the big things that you're giving up and a lot of people are giving up social media uh, because I think that that's and that's a big thing that's difficult I don't know if I could give up social media because all of us in this day and age are addicted to these things and it's tough guys but like I said if you're gonna give up something that's beautiful but what are you gonna put in its place that's gonna help you to pursue Jesus, that's gonna help you to get through this desert uh, that we're in on this Lenten journey? But yeah, great question, thank you. We, really long answer, but yes. Is there any other questions, more questions out there? More questions, we'll answer it
0: in like nine minutes. <laughs> All right, we'll keep talking. While you guys think of any questions, we'll send Tyler around, we'll uh, answer those for you. So what, what else makes us victorious? I didn't hear what he talked about in his session. Uh, hopefully it was good. Probably, right? Hopefully. <laughs> um, what did you talk about?
1: I talked about the value that we have. That even in our defeat, we don't have to feel defeated because we have victory in Christ. That Christ is the end all. We, we, everybody in this room, I said, it, I said it earlier, every single person in this room, adult, teen, was worth dying for. God, 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 put it on, put it all on the cross. That's our victory. God put it all on the cross and said, "You are worth dying for." And all we have to do to live victoriously is to keep that in mind and live like we are worth dying for, Li- love like we were worth dying for, live out what Jesus calls us to do. And if we can do that, we're absolutely victorious.
0: Dang, your talk was way
1: better than mine. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> We got a question in the corner there? over there. Nice. All
0: right, what do we got? We got a couple. I
1: love it. All
0: right, what's your name and what parish are you from? And my name's Kim, and I'm from Sacred Heart. Kim was the table girl. <laughs> Kim was the table girl in my demonstration of the poker hand. She was the table that we could put the cards on. Great job, Kim. What, what's your question? That's me. Answer, answer the question back. Okay. You the question the is, point. how do I
1: personally know? Because I mentioned that my grandma always says there wasn't coincidences. There was just God working in my life or God working in our lives. And the question is, how do, how do I know when it's God working in my life? And you know, the, the answer is, it, it a lot of time in prayer, and, and I'll tell this, guys, is I changed the way that I thought about things in my life. Whenever I, I got out of a really, really serious relationship several months ago when I thought that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get married to this person. like This is my life. My life is set up, and my life is ready to go. And then that all went away. I was ready to get engaged. I was, I was set, and all of that went away. And instead of going, you know what, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do what's best for me now. This is my time. I said, you know what, I'm going to do what's best for God. I'm going to go and seek God in everything. So I think that when we know, how do we know when God is, speaking to us, look for him in every situation. We all know what God wants from us. When things are right and wrong, we know what God, God made us. In the book of Genesis, it says that we are good. We were made good. So anything to the contrary of that, we're going against our our original design. We're going against our design that God said, we are made to be good. So when you feel that, my mom used to say, when you feel that, tingly in your heart that, uh, should I do this or not? It's not Jiminy Cricket. It's Jesus telling you, Hey, go this way. If you want to pursue me and go this way, and then I'm going to have to come after you. So I would appreciate if you would just come this way. So I think it's just trust your heart, follow God, pray about it, go to mass and let God do the rest. That's my answer. Hey, do you know, the best way to listen to God
0: is to put this down for half a second, right? Yeah, I know we talked about you can find all these great Catholic accounts to scroll through and be inspired by, but sometimes you need to just spend time in silence, in prayer and listen to how God is talking in in your lives because a conversation is two ways and if you're just filling that with noise, whether you continue to talk or you're listening to music or you're scrolling on social media or or you're watching Netflix or you're talking to your friends, whatever, that's just noise. It's busyness, and you need to calm down. You need to stop. You need to listen to how God is speaking in your life. And I guarantee you all of your churches have an adoration chapel where you can go in and you can be with the real presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and you can be with him and you can listen. Uh, he's there with you always, but I encourage you to, to go and listen to what Jesus is saying
1: to you. Well, on that same note, we talked about that. Like, Yes, God is with us always. Yes. But we as Catholics are afforded the beauty of the sacrament of the Eucharist where he can be and dwell within us in his body, blood, soul, and divinity. We don't need it. to we, we can have the physical presence of Christ in the Eucharist. I don't know how we're not running to that. Always. We should be rushing to that constantly. That's food for the starving. That's the bread of life. But also don't run when we go to Mass. Make sure Yeah, we, we try go. to be reverent. Um, but <laughs> guys, I, the Eucharist, I really love the Eucharist. It's super. It should be the center of our lives. The um, other question over here.
0: All right. What's your name and your parish? My name is Mary, and
1: I'm from Saint
0: Sarah. Mary, Mary from, from Saint, Saint, Saint Sarah. Sarah.
1: All right. What you got for us? Uh, my question is: What's your best advice for a Catholic high school? My best advice for a Catholic high school. You you want you want to go first? Best
0: advice for a Catholic. That's tough because I was in high school. I mean, I was in high school what like four years ago. Um, so it's not too long ago. So I know. I, oh, it was longer, longer than that. More than four years. Carry
1: the one. Um, no, <laughs>
0: it's been a bit, it's been a bit since I've been in high school. And like I said, high school, I'm sure has changed. The world has changed so much since I went. And like I, I was talking about before, there was no social media when I was in high school. So I can't even imagine what you guys are dealing with. Um, we talked, we had on the podcast, Danny's youngest brother, his name is Jack and he is fresh out of high school, like two years. Right. Uh, and he talked about, He's always been the Catholic guy in, 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 from all since he was a little kid. Everyone at school knew. They were like, oh, that's just Jack. He's the Catholic guy. And at, for a time, he got bullied for it. He got bullied because he was proudly showcasing his faith. Um, but you know what he did? He leaned into it. He leaned leaned into it and he said, "You know what? Yeah, you're right. I am the Catholic guy, and I am damn proud of it. And you can bully me all you want, but it's not going to phase me. It's not going to affect me. And you know what those bullies started doing? They they moved on. They they're like, "Oh yeah, they they respected him because he was so proud of who he was as a Catholic. They respected him because of that." And and then, I mean, what if that what if that little bit of of uh, courage that he showed sparks something in, the, in one of those bullies and they're like, "Man, like maybe there's something to that." So I'm kind of going around the question right now, but like what would you do for one be proud of it? Like I said, post post your, your ash on Ash Wednesdays, but like talk to your friends, find other Catholics
1: to, to help support you. Um, like you, there's uh, my big, in your group, the, the biggest advice I'll always give to any teen, your environment is the key to everything. You may feel right here in your heart, like, I want to I wanna be, I want to pursue God. I want to know what God is calling me to be. And that may be your will. That may be what you want to do. Your environment will tear your willpower to shreds. To shreds. In the, if you, in, the,
0: in the act of contrition, what do we say? The, uh, to avoid the near occasion of sin. So again, what environment are you setting up for yeah, yourself? So,
1: yeah, so like if you want to be, the best advice is who you want to live like, who you want to be, surround yourself in that environment. Go to youth groups. Surround yourself with people that aren't getting into the things that you're trying to avoid. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Being a high school student now is harder, way harder than it was even when I was in high school Several years ago,
0: and like you guys do so much. Raise your hand if you're in more than three extracurricular activities. More than three, like soccer. You got dance. You got chess club. Whatever. Uh, that's still yeah. that's a good amount of hands. More, uh, how about two? But, raise your
1: hand if you got two. All right. Who raise your hand yeah. if you're not paying attention? But but <laughs> there's there's so much there's so much pressure on you guys as young people right now in this world with the party scene, with hookup culture, with vaping, with all this nonsense that's being thrown at you constantly. If you surround yourself in an environment where that is constantly the focus and that's what's being thrown at you, it will eat you up and spit you out. The focus of all of your environment should be being the best person that you can be, being the best version of yourself, and that person, all that person, if you want to find out who that person is, run to God. God made you. God knows. God has this plan for you. He has a design for you. And he wants to just fill your life with that goodness. But you have to put yourself in the environment to succeed. So environment is everything when you're in high school.
0: And look around you, like when I was in high school, uh, we didn't have a youth ministry group at our church. Uh, I, I, my home parish is the same as Danny's, but he's a little younger than me, and so there was a thriving youth ministry later when he was in high school, but I didn't have it. But look around you right now. Look at how many like-minded Catholics that all go to the same church as you uh, are are out there. Now, maybe all of you don't wanna be here today. That's okay, because again, like I said, I didn't wanna be here when I was first year. But like, find somebody else that doesn't wanna be here with you. Team up, become friends with them, go to youth ministry events, and then like what I guarantee you've seen it a million times. Yep. The kids that don't want to go there, they they go begrudgingly and they start to open up and they start to see the goodness and the beauty of the community, of, of the church, of Jesus Christ, and they'll come and and they flip 180 degrees and now they're like your best leaders. You've had kids that turned around like that. So find support in the in the community at your parish. Yeah. that's my answer what, we got one more question on the back and then we're gonna take a quick break I don't know what time we're gonna keep rolling through but yeah go ahead go ahead uh, Arian from Sacred Heart Church. Nice. A- what is it again Ari- <laughs> say your name again uh, say your name again Arian Arian from Sacred Heart got it how did you guys know that this is what God was calling you to do like to do the podcast and everything how did we know that this was what God was calling us
1: to do <sighs> the podcast, all Um, of our ministries. I I spoke in my talk that I have tried to run away from God so many times. So many times I've thought, well, God, I've done enough for you now. I did this for this long, and now I'm going to go do what I want to do. And every time I tried to run away, God grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and said, no, you're not done. There's more to do. And I just, I've always felt this burning desire to do more and share more and talk about faith as often as I possibly could. And Ryan and I just were both like, Hey, like what more can we do? And we came up with the idea of doing the podcast and I, I, it, I'll speak to it as we started it. And then in six months of being on Instagram and starting it, we had like 2000 followers in like six months. So that's how I, I feel like that's how I knew God was like, this is you're doing the right thing. You're, 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 this is something to keep going, keep pursuing it, because the feedback and the, the incredible experiences being here today with all of you guys would not have happened if we hadn't started this podcast. So that's how I know, because God has showed me the fruits of the labor. God has showed me uh, and showed both of us. What, what he wants and what he, what, that we're doing the right thing. So, you know, I just, if, you're do, if you're speaking in the name of God and, and preaching the good news, don't ever let anyone silence you.
0: Yeah, uh, we got well, 30 seconds and we have to take a break. Uh, but God will, you'll know. You will know when you're doing uh, what God has planned for you. I've done a lot of things that God didn't have planned for me. I know that for a fact, but, uh, and I'm not proud of, frankly, honestly, but I feel a complete difference when, I'm doing, when, when we're doing this podcast, when I'm singing, when I'm singing at mass, when I'm leading, when I'm doing what I feel like is God is calling me to do, you know the difference here. You know that you're making a difference in not only anyone else's lives that, that, that so graciously come and tell us the difference that we're making in their lives, but you feel a difference in your life. You help elevate uh, your prayer life and, and everything that, that you do as a brother or sister of Christ. We have to, every time we get to 30 minutes, we gotta take a break and restart the camera. So we're gonna take a break, we're gonna answer a few more questions, and then we're gonna move on to Mass. All right, we're back. We are back at Antelope Valley Youth Day 2020, and we are answering questions from the audience. We have one more. Tyler, our, uh, our lovely assistant, has a question for us. Well, who's next to you? Yeah, what, what's your name? What parish? Um, Gen Z, and I come from Sacred Heart. Gen right. Z from Sacred Heart. Represent. So I remember he told me that the um, question doesn't exist and and God just, like, the devil just made it for you. So what's your opinion? Wait, wait, say was, say once more. It? Say once more. So one person told me that the pressure doesn't exist. It will go away fast. The devil just put it in you for a bit. So what's your opinion on that? Oh, the depression doesn't go away. The devil put it in you for just pressure. a
1: bit. Pressure. Pressure. Pressure is what you're saying? Depression. 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 Here's, here's something that I'm going to say, and I'm going to say it really loud for the people in the back. We just read the story of the temptation in the desert, right? And where... Uh, the devil comes to Jesus and he says, I'm gonna give you the whole world. I'll give you domain over everything if you bow to me. And the thing that stands out to me is, that wasn't the devil's to give, meaning that the devil lied. So the devil is a liar. So anything that you feel that is wrong, that pressure that you're feeling to do the negative, is a lie. The devil lies. Jesus is the truth. Okay? Thank you. Right there in the back. Jesus is the truth, and the devil is a liar. It says in Scripture, he lies. Okay? And Jesus, don't put up with that. He's like, nah, next. Next temptation. Try again. So don't give in to that.
0: We said it in one episode that you guys are more connected than ever before in the history of the world, and you are more lonely than ever you're so connected in all of us not just not just the youth we're so connected to anything we want to but then we are isolated in our little box that we look at so again make sure that you are that, that you are surrounding yourself with what you're absorbing with what you're consuming with the truth with the truth and not the lies that the devil will will, uh, will throw at you right? And, uh, and that's how you will avoid depression and all that other crap. Yep, I cussed like three times. Does that count? That doesn't count.
1: Tyler, you got a question in the back there, buddy.
0: Yeah, my name's Michael from Sega Heart. Hello. And I just wanted to thank you guys one more time. Uh, and my question is, uh, what are some of the things that we can do when we are faced with a temptation? So what is something that I can do to overcome that temptation and be victorious? Um,
1: and you not not fail God. Uh, so, uh, reiterate real quick on the first thing, brother is
0: what? What do we we have to? For oh, the, the, podcast, the question
1: is, um, how can we? What What are some ways that we deal with temptation so that we can we can be victorious and not fail God? Well, the first thing I'll say to you, brother, is you can't let God down because you're not holding God up. God holds you up, my man. Okay. And as far as temptation goes, temptation is going to be a part of our lives forever. It says in the same scripture that we read in this desert story, this, it's, it's crazy that this is this, not a coincidence. It's God working in our life that this is the theme. And the devil says that he went away for a time, not forever. Temptation is in our life always. How we deal with it is ask for help surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up that are going to keep you accountable you want to hear something crazy about accountability so as you all know we talked about it i am a professional wrestler my wrestling coach is actually you want to hear something crazy my wrestling coach got confirmed at this parish like 30 years ago um and uh he's unfortunately i pray for him every day he's fallen away from the church a little bit but He, yesterday, after my wrestling show, we went to Burger King, and I was pretty hungry, right? And I'm like, man, a Whopper sounds pretty good right now. Okay, but my wrestling trainer, not even, not a Catholic, doesn't claim to be, he goes, hey man, stay strong, don't eat meat, you, you got this. He kept me accountable, and it wasn't even, it's not even his faith, but he kept me accountable. Okay, accountability, guys. That's how you can face temptation. Surround yourself with people, friends, teachers, youth ministers, priests, whoever in your life that you can trust that's going to keep you accountable. Accountability is so, so important. We got another question in the back. Let's see uh, your name, what church, church.
0: and uh, what grade you're in. Yeah, name and grade. <laughs> My name is Nancy. Nancy. <laughs> St. Mary's. And what great and what great what greater you? No, I'm just kidding. Nancy from St. Mary's. But um one of the things that I saw on your social media, uh, that it really like attracted me a lot, like it really caught my attention. Once you said something like, everything that I post or every pic that I every picture that I put on my social media, everything that I post on social media, I wanted to represent myself as the Catholic that I am. And I think that I, that was a very I mean, we know that to do because you have all of these different people posting so many different things for that like and being catholic in social media or, or believing in god in social media it's not going to get as much light as what everybody else is posting so what what can you advise to those kids to stay true to their uh who they are not just only outside of, of home or in school, but also in their social media on, on the things that they post. All right, so that was a long question for the podcast listeners in case that didn't get picked up. But how can we be true Catholics in everything that we post on social media? That's kind of the gist of it?
1: Uh, yeah. The, right. The, the number one thing is your value is not a number of likes or followers ever. It's not. Your value is in that you are stamped as beloved son or daughter of god so i don't care how many followers you have nothing trumps god god loves you if you have 2 million followers or 2 okay so the other thing about it is representation of, of your faith is because so every image is so important right now in high school everybody all you, like, i i knew a girl in youth group once who said if i didn't get at least 100 likes on this picture i'm deleting it I was like, what? What if it's like a nice picture? Um, but we should be posting the same way that we live, okay? You want to, don't, everybody puts on Instagram, right? The filter of your life. You filter the the living daylights out of yourself on these Instagram pictures, right? Danny
0: loves adding the structure on the pictures. I. You know, the, the structure button where it makes you like... It a makes my shiz- beard look thicker. Um, but... <laughs> I go, too much structure, man. Yeah. Too much structure.
1: But you, know you, you want to put a filter on your life? Okay? Put the filter that, you, that you're that you a Catholic. That should be your filter. That should be what you cover yourself with at all times. That should be what you're living in. And it's it's difficult on social media to post that. But you know what? Being a Catholic, guys, I'm super sorry to say this, but it's not easy. The gospel's hard. Following Jesus is difficult. But so worth it so worth it because God thought you are worth it. God thinks you're worth it. So posting about him, loving him, living with him in the authenticity of everything that we do should be worth it. So don't be afraid that you're not, you're not going to get as many likes as, you know, if you post your Selfie of you doing I don't know I don't know what people post anymore. We only post church stuff, so it's and we get a lot of likes. Yeah, but. But
0: it, you know uh, I had a my YouTube channel again where you can see this podcast in a week and a half. Uh, Ryan Claus music. I started out that channel just doing secular like regular rock covers, uh, and I had I think I have a million views on that and like 3,500 3, subscribers or something like that. And I could have continued, but I, I felt God was calling me in, in a different direction. And when he when started putting the podcast on there and I started doing the Psalm of the Weeks and I started putting out all my, every, who I am. I said, here's me, I'm Catholic. You know what happened? I lost a bunch of followers, I lost a bunch of subscribers, but you know what's happening right now? We're gaining a bunch back. And it's and it's the followers that um, are engaging and that wants to follow us for our who we are as Catholics, and it's okay. And you know what the, fo- the followers that didn't leave, that stuck around, maybe it's a way to evangelize them as well. But everything in my bones said, you know it's great that and nothing I, I can i might still do some secular songs every now and then but it, and you can still do that as long as they have a good message and it's still in. cuz we don't post every single thing that's like we're in church now again and we're doing this but like oh. who you are should be a catholic tried and true through and through and whether you're in church or we're, or we're at this catholic convent, catholic conference right now or youth there whatever you everyone should know that you're catholic from what you do
1: and and the last thing is i think a lot of people think that I can't post about like, if I post too much about church, everyone's going to think I'm like holier than thou, or I think that I'm better than everyone else. Well, if that's what they think, then they're not reading the book correctly because we as believers in Christ know that we're not like living in the joy of Christ is not being loved because we're perfect. It's being loved perfectly despite our imperfections. So we should be able to boast in the fact that, yeah, we've made mistakes, but we have God and we are going to run to him and we're going to be made new and we're going to do this amazing thing. So don't be afraid to be to post, you know, that, that you love God. If you love God, you should be telling everyone that what you see, what gets the most likes and everything is all the joyful things in life. When someone gets engaged, when someone has a baby, when someone does uh, gets graduated from somewhere, those are all really exciting things. We should be posting that ch- if church is an exciting thing for you, post about it. Don't be afraid to live that online the same as you would in your everyday life.
0: Tyler's got another question back there. You know what's stressing me out right now? I'm looking at a blank, a blank screen on my phone. No. I think it's still recording, though. It's all good. It's good. we got eight minutes. All right. What, do, what you got in the back?
1: Uh, hey, I'm Andy from Sacred
0: Heart. Andy from Sacred Heart.
1: And I'm a senior this year, so I just wanted to ask you guys, uh, what's some okay. advice you have for us seniors? maintain that
0: Catholic filter in our everyday life. All right, so the question is how, when you're heading off to college, how do you, you, so say you're fired up for your faith junior, senior year. You went on your Confirmation two retreat. You got confirmed. You're like fired up. You became a youth leader. You're just like all about it. And you go off to college and you know what happens? Like college life hits you and um, you're going to be pulled in a lot of different directions. That's the most... That's that's the time when the most people fall away from the church, or at least stray and 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 are the furthest away from God that they've been. So you have to find again consistent Catholic people in your life and presence, and hang out with the right people. Uh, hopefully, you go to a, a college where there is a uh, a Newman Center. Yeah, I went to one that didn't have one, and I wish I wish I did because I might have been um, whatever. My my journey was my journey that it needed to be. But for a lot of people, like the Newman centers can keep them grounded through those really formative years in college and and pull them closer to Christ rather than than pulling them far away if if you don't have a Newman center maybe there's some focused missionaries that are at your college you can kind of team up with them but again find like-minded people because like I said at the beginning of the episode you are the summation of those five people that you hang out with the most so you better pick those cuz you're going to probably find new friends if you go off to college especially you know you move away you're going to make new friends so So really, really think hard about who you decide to make it, who's going to be in your crew. Don't just be like, oh, these are the guys in my class, so I guess they're my friends now. Be like, well, are they doing the kind of things that that represent me? Because uh, if they're not but you just still decide to hang out with them, those things will represent who you are after some time. So make sure that you find the right people is my suggestion.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's, it goes back to environment, the same as high school, in college, in adult life, in workspace, it's environment. Who you spend your time with, that's who's gonna encourage you. Even when you guys, are, if you're going off to college and you're looking for a roommate, look for roommates that have you know that, that that follow God in their bio and talk to them ahead of time. Make sure that you're putting yourself in a good environment where you can thrive, where you can chase God. That's that's the biggest thing is don't don't get sucked into a bad environment. Take God with you to college. Don't leave him at home at the parish. Take him with you. He wants to go. Yeah. Uh, any other, we, we have probably questions. time for one more question. If any. And that goes, the, yeah, while we're,
0: while we're looking for a question, that goes for any point in your life, like you said. Like, listen to this, I was third. Well, I didn't say how old I was. I was at a point in my life where I needed to find a new roommate. And, you know, you you get to a certain age and your friends are all, like, married or moved away and friends of friends aren't available. So I had to find someone on Craigslist, and that is that scary. Funny. That is scary to find a roommate on Craigslist. You're like, oh, my gosh, who, I'm going to find some psychopath or something but i got a bunch of emails and one one guy was like yeah i uh, i go to mass every sunday and i messaged him back up like mass you mean like catholic mass he's like yeah what other kind of mass is there i'm like dude that's awesome obviously i still interviewed him had him come over but like he was the guy i chose so you know you can make those decisions in your life any point of your life make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right people all right all uh, right we got a question final in question back. in the back final question here we are we're into five Irene from Sacred Heart. It's cool. So um, we're about to go into mass. So how do you guys prepare yourselves for mass? It's going to be a very different. So the question is, how do we prepare ourselves for mass? Because uh, for this youth day, for the podcast listeners, we are about to head into mass because we're finishing our uh, our day here with mass. That's that's the source and summit of our faith, and so appropriately so, we are heading to Mass. How do we prepare ourselves for Mass? That answer is complete, completely different because I'm a music minister and my like my work day is Sunday, Saturday night and Sunday. I do, especially at my new job, I do Saturday night Mass and I do three, sometimes four Masses on Sunday, playing music and directing choirs, like directing an adult choir, directing a little kid's choir, directing a middle school group, and it's wild and crazy. So I'll tell you, it's hard for me to find time to prepare for mass each mass let alone like the weekend um i find little little moments when i can like when things are set up and i can just close my eyes for a second and say thank you jesus for the opportunity to still do this i know it's it's wild it's crazy but i'm doing it for you i'm doing it for the reason so i say thank you uh and uh when i uh, for me it's like preparing through the week for uh, i prepare in the down moments in the quiet when I have it during the week to prepare for
1: those those weekend masses because I don't have much time. As as we all are going into mass now though, how can we prepare? Joyfully. We need to go to Mass joyfully. Jesus is there. He's there in the presence of the Eucharist. The victorious God we've been talking about all day is present in mass, when we hear the word of God, let it speak to you. God is God is trying to talk to you through these words. Let that speak to you. Listen, follow along in the book as you prepare. Just close out the rest of the stuff in your mind. Put your phone on, turn off mode, and listen. Be in mass. Allow yourself sacrifice the one hour to give to God. That's how I prepare. Is I go. I'm, nothing else in this world matters right now. My focus is on Jesus. Woo! Danny
0: always has like one, at least one mic drop moment per episode. You've had like six, man. Uh, I can't compete with that. Uh, I think we're
1: we're we I think, yeah, wrap I think that we're gonna wrap. So, uh, uh, big thank you to everybody for listening live. <laughs> so cool. This, uh, is, this was super cool. If. Uh, if you'd like to follow along with us, keep listening to the podcast. If you want to listen to this live podcast, it'll be out in a couple of weeks. But you can follow us on Instagram at underscore two it'll Catholic dudes right here. Underscore uh, two Catholic dudes. You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, you know, do it after mass though. You know, turn those phones off and go and in, go into the mass. And uh, just thank you guys for having us today. This was an absolute blessing. You are victorious because of Jesus. Thank you very much for having us. God bless. Thank you guys. Peace.